Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks for tuning in again. We always try to bring you really interesting people who are doing really cool things in the world of being entrepreneurs. And today, like often, our show has a sponsor. Our show is sponsored today by the Executive Press Division of New Year Publishing. The Executive Press Division at New Year Publishing specializes in assisting CEOs, entrepreneurs, and other executives in producing high-quality, industry-focused publications that enhance the brand of the author and their company and you can find out more information about new year publishing at newyearpublishing.com so today we're going to have a chat about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurism and fitness which is kind of an important thing especially me as i'm getting closer to 50 i find it's a little harder to take off those pounds around the middle and i know everybody who is working on their own business is always juggling trying to make sure that their fitness and their nutrition is right while still making sure they're getting everything done for their business Our guest today is Brandon Epstein. He is a health and performance coach, as well as the host of one of the top-ranked health podcasts, the Entrepreneur Fitness Podcast. His mission is to help entrepreneurs live a life of flow. That entails mastery over one's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual fitness. To learn more about living a life in flow or to connect with Brandon personally, head over to his site at entrepreneurfitness.com. Now, Brandon and I were chatting before we sort of got into uh, the hitting the record button here, and I, I don't really know Brandon. I was interested in the topic because he is an entrepreneur. He had an app company, which he sold, and now he is a, a physical and, and performance coach. And I was really interested in talking to him because I think this topic really matters to those people who are in the entrepreneurial world. So one of just the little chit chat things as I was adjusting the, the dials to make sure we had good sound was I asked him where he was and he goes, oh, I'm, I'm in Austin, Texas. And I was kind of shocked because I'm in Austin, Texas. It turns out that Brandon lives about 14 miles away from me. And of course, I didn't know who he was because he's young and he's fit and he's this cool entrepreneur and he lives like right down by where all the cool nightlife is. And I live in the suburbs raising kids. So that's why we probably never, never cross paths. So Brandon, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Tom, thanks so much for having me, man. Uh, Very honored to be on your show and excited to really gift your audience some knowledge that I hope is going to really help them take their games to the next level. Brandon, you're, you're young. You're just getting started in this whole world. So tell us a little bit about the app company that you had and that you sold and then what you're doing now. Definitely. So, um, you know, upon graduation from college, uh, I tried to get some research positions in neuroscience and uh, psychology and didn't get any of them. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start my own app company and just teach what I know and what I continue to uh, learn about. And so I created an app company. I was able to touch, you know, hundreds of thousands of people through this company and uh, just sold it after two years um, so I could really focus solely on entrepreneur fitness. And yeah, through that experience with that company, I learned a lot of the pains that entrepreneurs go through, you know, that overwhelm, that lack of energy, that, you know, feeling of being on a treadmill of like, of just looking at event after event of event of success and not really entrepreneurs a lot of times not really enjoying the process and you know that's really a sad thing because we get into entrepreneurship because this is our this is our journey right this is our mission this is what we want to do we chose to do this so there's no reason why you shouldn't enjoy the process of 
being an entrepreneur. And uh, a huge part of that, of course, is your fitness. And when I talk about fitness, I don't just talk about, you know, physical fitness, looking fit. It's about physical fitness, yes, in the sense of like, yes, you want energy. Yeah, if you want to create body you want, that's going to help with confidence. But it's also, it's also emotional fitness, being able to deal with anything that comes at you and still maintaining a positive outlook and be able to bounce back uh, very quickly. It's also uh, mental fitness. So being able to get in your zone, be able to create that clarity, that focus, that creativity, all that's mental fitness. And then your spiritual fitness. So being able to make sure that your mission is aligned with your daily actions. So whatever you whatever you consider to be your purpose and whatever you consider to be your values and the standards you want to hold yourself to, making sure that's aligned with the daily actions that you're taking. So that is, you know, really what I do now. And I do that through the Entrepreneur Fitness Podcast and sharing all the knowledge I can that I get from neuroscientists and psychologists and nutritionists. And uh, it's, it's been a ton of fun, Tom. It's been a, it's been a journey, but uh, it's very enjoyable. You know, you kind of walked straight in, you know, early in life into this entrepreneurial lifestyle. So you haven't spent like I did, you know, 20 plus years working for large corporations. So it's kind of hard to say, what do you love about being an entrepreneur versus, you know, working for the man? But, you know, what do you love about it? Yeah. Well, I learned very early on. I mean, you know, being through until I was uh, in high school and then in college, I had some really not so fun jobs, you know, working at grocery stores bagging groceries and uh, I worked at a fish market and, you know, just having a boss and really working on, you know, someone else's dream, uh, it just was not fun for me. And so for me, I've always just tried to figure out things that were fun and finding ways to monetize them. And so that's all I do. I just try to find out, okay, what do I want to know about? And I know other people are interested in the same things I am. I'm not the only person in the world who is passionate about health and fitness and performance. And so I just continue to research and I go deeper and deeper into it and I share what I learned. And before I shared it through the applications that I made and now I share it through the Entrepreneur Fitness Podcast and the coaching I do. And so I, I love it all, man. It's it's the world, you know, I very deliberately created this world for myself, myself where I get to study exactly what I want to study and immerse myself in it. And, and, you know, having a successful business is really just a byproduct of that. So, and you've got yourself right smack dab in the middle of one of the coolest, most entrepreneurial cities in the whole country of Austin, Texas. But I know that you went to college in Southern California. How did you end up here? Yeah. So, um, after graduating college in LA, I uh, went up to Oregon, which is where I went to high school and I was kind of trying to figure it out. Right. Um, I actually you know, decided to start my app company with my buddy when we drove up from LA to Oregon. And uh, so I was trying to figure out my next move for those next like eight or nine months. And I swear Austin, Texas has some kind of magnetic pull to it. I don't know how to describe what it is, but somehow I heard about it and through osmosis, it's, I just thought it was a good idea to come here. And I was thinking about moving to Bali, Indonesia, and I was in a relationship at the time. And so instead of doing that, uh, she convinced me you know, to stay with her. And I was like, all right, well, I got to get out of Eugene, Oregon, because there's nothing going on here for entrepreneurship and the expansion of my mind. And so I decided, you know what, me and my business partner were like, Austin sounds cool. If we, so we uh, packed a suitcase and showed up here and we said if we didn't like it, we would just move on to San Diego because we spent a lot of time there. And, you know, we just, we got stuck here, man. We loved it. The, the people here are so genuine and loving and the community for entrepreneurship is just so wonderful. Like my circle of influence has just skyrocketed since I moved here and I 
couldn't couldn't think of a better place I want to live. I've been here in Austin, Texas for 23 years, and I, I grew up in, on the West Coast as well. I grew up in Southern California. I went to college in San Diego, lived in the Bay Area, and ended up here sort of by accident. I got offered a job, and I convinced my girlfriend at the time to come with me, and uh, now I've lived here 23 years, and my wife and I are really happy here. And for those of you who are wondering, it's the same person. We got married right after we got to Austin, and we've had two kids, but you mentioned it has like this magnetic pull. I, I, I don't know what that is, but I do agree that there's something about Austin that sort of drew us here and then has held us through. I had kind of an eclectic career. I worked for a lot of companies that either went out of business or pulled out of Austin because the history over the last 23 years I've lived here is the economy has gone up and down and up and down. And and so I would find myself laid off and we didn't want to pursue opportunities back on the West Coast or in Chicago or anywhere else. We wanted to stay right here. And I think that that entrepreneurial spirit has grown up immensely over the past 23 years. And I, so I think what you're experiencing is what I experienced when I was your age, times like a hundred. Yeah, it's, it's really special, uh, you know, just getting here. I mean, there's events going on like every single night if you want to get involved in entrepreneurship or the startup community. It's, it's all, it's everywhere. And no one is just out for themselves, right? Everyone here, since I've gotten here, has been, you know, very uh, open to working with you and teaching you what they know and working together and supporting one another. Um, I don't, I don't know if other people have had other experiences here, but that's been my experience and it's been a, it's been a very welcoming community. No one might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but I do think that there is a huge feeling of collaboration that we have in this community. And I think you find it in other sort of tech centers. I think that's sort of an entrepreneurial piece where you have these growth oriented cities. Uh, have you been to the Austin tech happy hour that happens monthly here? I don't know, man. There's so many of those events. I've been to some of them. I'm not sure if I've been to that specific one. So is that, is that a good one? Yeah. So that's a good one for entrepreneurs. It is a little tech focused maybe for uh, for some people, but it, it's a great event. And actually the the founder, he and his wife, the first guest I ever had on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do was Brian Manel, And he is the, the founder of the, the Austin Tech Happy Hour. And then one time, I don't know, like episode 10, I brought my microphone with me and just started interviewing entrepreneurs about what makes Austin special and the whole entrepreneurial spirit here. So you may want to go back and listen to episode 10 because I think it fits right into what, what you sort of believe, Brandon. Very cool. If someone wants to, you know, start their own business, they want to be an entrepreneur, maybe they're, you know, my age and they've been working for a company for a long time or better yet, maybe they're young and they just have that desire to do it. But mom and dad are saying, no, go get a job, go get a job. What advice do you have for them? Yeah. I mean, before you even think about starting a business, I think, you know, you are, you're only going to, your business is only going to be as successful as you warrant it to be as a human being. And so that may sound a little abstract, but let me explain what I mean. I believe that you only get what you really deserve and what you can handle. And so if anyone wants to start a business, I think the first thing you do is you start to work on yourself and you start to, you know, do things like personal development and taking care of your health and bring yourself to a level where you have like abundant confidence because until you you have made that transition in your mind, you're not going to have that success as someone in business. And if you do, it will be fleeting. And so I always recommend people to really go within themselves and look at, you know, ask really good questions like, what do I want? What's going to what can I do every day? How can I structure my life to really make myself happy? And then once you figure that out, there's ways to monetize. I mean, look what we're doing right now, like podcasting, like there's unlimited opportunities online. And so I think it's really about going within yourself and finding out what really drives you, what 
what you consider to be uh, things that are important to you, things that align with your values, and things that are gonna get you excited and make you wanna jump out of bed every morning, get after it. So ask yourself those questions, and then from there, I mean, the sky's the limit. You just decide what you wanna pursue, and then, you know, like you know, Tom, you start putting one foot in front of the other, you start surrounding yourself with the, the people who know the information that you need to know, or the people who have done the things that you wanna do, and you can start to formulate slowly but surely um, a path to go on. And I believe that you know entrepreneurs are doers. I mean, at the end of the day, we can sit and think about it all day long, but at the end of the day, you have to put that one foot in front of the other and start moving in order just to have something happen. One of my friends the other day stumbled upon this podcast and he was listening to it and he's like, how in the world are you doing this? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you have so many other things in your speaking business and you travel and you, know, you gave 63 presentations this year. How is it that, that you're doing the podcast? And I said, well, it interested me. So I did it and I knew it would take a long time to sort of get good at it. So I, I don't even know if I'm, I'm good at it yet. I'm just having some fun. But I do know if you go back and listen to, you know, episodes one, two and three and you had listened to episodes, you know, 27, 28, 29, you're going to find some differences because I'm I'm learning as I go. If I sat back and just waited, we wouldn't we wouldn't have anything. So I've got to go out and just just do and learn and try and experiment and see what happens. And I think that's kind of what entrepreneurs have to do. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Tom. It's definitely about doing because if I mean, that, that is what separates, you know, entrepreneurs from other people is because, uh, you know, if things that we see as daunting, we just you know, we recognize it for what it is and the work we have to put in and we just start doing versus other people can't get past that fear. And it's not about like conquering that fear. It's just about like surrendering to knowing what it is that you have to accomplish and do. And you just start taking steps, right? It's not like you don't have to effort everything into happening. It's just like, it's all a process. And uh, you just start, start taking those steps and you're going to get where you're trying to go. Well, and you can you can try things, and if they don't work out, that's not the end of the world. I mean, failure is not a disaster. I mean, anyone who's an entrepreneur knows sometimes you're going to stub your toe. You're going to attempt something, and no one's going to buy your product or your service. That's okay. Go try something else. There's there's the old adage of, you, you know, you throw a bunch of spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. I throw spaghetti against the wall all the time, and, and you know, thank my lucky stars, stuff sticks, and then I go with it. Yeah, it's funny. I had a friend of mine, uh, Peter Chalard, who is the shrink for entrepreneurs who works with some uh, top level like uh, Fortune 500 entrepreneur uh, company founders. And I was asking him, you know, what are the biggest differentiators you see between the people who have massive success as entrepreneurs and the people who don't, who never really gets where they're trying to go, who don't really manifest, you know, whatever their dreams are. And he says it's very simple. It's the people who are willing to constantly take risks and fail and fail and fail. He said, because it's not really a failure it's only an outcome until you stop doing and once you stop doing then it's a failure but if you just keep going then these are just outcomes that are taking you closer and closer to where you're trying to go and so his experience was like working with these guys who now run these you know massive multi-million dollar companies and you know year you know a few years before they were you know perceived by the rest of society as failures because they just were kept on trying to do these businesses that they thought would be cool and that they wanted to pursue and they just wasn't working, but they just kept going. And it's funny, people want more complexity, but 
it's really not that complex. It's like you just keep on trying and you keep on uh, learning from your experiences and these outcomes that aren't favorable until you get to one that is. Well, I wanted to start this career as a professional speaker and, and trainer for a long time. And I started doing it sort of on the side while I had a full-time job. And then I got laid off and five and a half years ago, I transitioned into that was my full-time career. And it was a struggle. I mean, it took a couple of years. You know, I always joke that we hemorrhaged money for two years because we weren't making that much and we still had a life to support. Uh, you know, I have a wife and two children and, and we have a house and, and we have to take the kids, you know, to the doctor and on vacation and do other stuff. And, and it was hard. And somebody I know said to me, well, at what point do you quit? And I didn't really understand the question. And he said, well, what, what, you know, what, what, what do you mean? At what point do I quit? And he said, well, at what point do you say maybe I won't make it as a professional speaker? And I said, well, I don't know. But I know that 100 percent of the people who quit don't make it. And that didn't mean I wouldn't go take another full-time job, but I would keep doing this on the side because I loved it so much. Why would I ever quit? I might have to adjust the plan, but quitting was never going to be an option because I like it so much. And that's actually something I'm finding with this podcast. I'm having a really good time and I'm having the opportunity to meet really fascinating people like yourself who are doing really interesting things. And I'm learning from every conversation that I do, both how to be a better podcaster, but also how to be a better business person and, and maybe how to be a better person. So I think that's the idea is you just can't quit. Exactly. And I mean, I'm sure every entrepreneur has a very similar antidote of, of those conversations about people. I mean, I know I have, when I first started my app company, it seems so abstract to like everyone from my parents to, you know, everyone's like, I just, you know, paid all this money for college. You're going to just go start some, you're going to start some, what is an app company? What's an app? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's just like, and then I honestly, I had a massive failure when I first started my app company, took all this money that I got from uh, doing research in college and uh, threw it at the app and it just failed miserably. Like just didn't do anything. And it was just like, a lot of people were like, well, okay, so now you're going to get, going to get a job, right? I'm like, what do you mean? No, just like, I just keep going and like, I'll find a way to make more apps and I'll just keep rolling. Like there's no, it, cause if you see it as outcomes and it's just a game, right? And as much as like that may seem like hard to, uh, really comprehend in the moment when you're going through like all this anguish of like thinking that you failed when you zoom out and you get some perspective, like it is it's just a game, especially when like you're someone my age, like when you're, you know, 20, when you start off and you're like 22 years old and I'm 24 now, it's just like, it's just a matter of just like playing the game. You're not going to die. We live in America. Like, you know, you're like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Well, and you know, you talk about being 22 and starting and, and now you're 24 and hey, what's the worst that's going to happen? It makes me laugh because I think I always had this desire to work for myself. I just really never knew what it looked like. And, and when I mentor a couple of guys who are 25 years old in the business world and they're both very entrepreneurial and, and really success driven. And I look at them and I think, God, I, I wish that I was willing to say that out loud when I was that age, even if I didn't make the leap to start my own business. And maybe society is different. Maybe we didn't you know, look to the entrepreneur in that same pedestal that we put them on today. But I wish when I was your age, I was, you know, throwing that spaghetti against the wall because I think you're going to, you know, you're 
generation is going to be able to do amazing things because of what so many of you are doing. Yeah, it's fun. And, uh, you know, I'm sure now like you're starting to you're surrounded by people who are doing a lot of, you know, a lot of great things are successful. And I am as well. And so we're probably trapped. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners are very, the very much the same way where we get in this bubble of like just seeing like, oh, this is just what we do. We're entrepreneurs and we just keep going. But uh, it's, it's interesting to sometimes get reminded that like a lot of people don't see the world this way. And, uh, you know, I get reminded when I like I go back, you know, back home or like when I put myself in situations that I usually don't. Uh, in general, I would say I just attract people very much like myself. Like it just happens organically now. But uh yeah, I think it's the big thing about being an entrepreneur is just understanding you got to be easy on yourself. Like you're doing what most people don't have, you know, the guts to do. And you, know, and you need to just understand that and know that it's a journey and it's a process and you just got to enjoy every step of it because it doesn't it doesn't matter where you are right now. It's it's all about constantly taking steps forward and you're going to get where you're trying to go. So I want to switch gears a little bit here, right? You're an expert on fitness. Your your podcast is called mm-hmm. the Entrepreneurial Fitness Podcast. Uh, there's a picture of you on on the cover of your podcast sort of avatar page thing there. And you're, you're very fit, right? I mean, I haven't seen abs like that, you know, since I was, you know, ever and on me anyway. And uh, what advice do you have when it comes to the, the fitness of entrepreneurs? You know, not if you're talking to some 24 year old who, you know, can burn off the calories in five minutes. But what advice do you have for an entrepreneur who's, you know, let's let's take me, for example, you know, pushing 50 years old, probably should lose 15 pounds, uh, not really a natural athlete, maybe never was really into to sports and and that type of stuff, maybe drank a few too many beers in their 30s and they're carrying it around in their 40s. What do you say to that entrepreneur who is overwhelmed trying to take care of a family and a business? I mean, come on, how do you do fitness? And so what it's really about, it's about creating good habits because willpower is weak. It's Our willpower is just so weak and pathetic compared to the power of building habits. Well, of course, like we, of course, willpower is weak. It's Christmas time and there are cookies sitting on the counter. I'm going to eat a cookie. Exactly. And so it's not about like trying to effort things into making good decisions. It's about creating habits. So, you know, so you create a habit right now that takes you through uh, the Christmas time where you just know you set standards for yourself and you don't go outside the bounds of those standards. You just say, okay, I'm the kind of person who works out six times a week. I just do it. And you put it on your schedule and you make it a habit. And it's, it's, I'm going to honestly tell you, it's difficult for like the first like three months or so, because that's about the amount of time it takes to make a habit. But once you start to create these habits and you make the easy, uh, the, the healthy decisions easy and the unhealthy decisions harder, then it all gets, all the habits become so much more easy. So, you know, working out, for example, do things, make it as easy as you can. Okay. If you don't like going to the gym, then every morning, maybe you just wake up 15 minutes earlier and you throw on like a YouTube video of like a home workout. And it's just something you do. You build into your routine every single day, or you put your shoes right next to your bed. So once you get out of bed, you go right into those sneakers and you just start running and you run in the morning. Just make all those things easy. Same thing goes for like new nutrition. I mean, I know you have kids and so you have, you know, I'm sure they don't want you to get rid of all the cookies in the house, but do your best to bring only the foods in the house that are going to get you to that body, that energy level that you want. And they're going to make it easier for you to uh, make the right decisions. 
bring all the food in the house is going to be fueling you versus like giving you emotional uh, satisfaction for that moment. Well, I mean, that that all sounds great in theory, but at the end of the day, you know, I wake up in the morning and I don't feel 24 anymore. I get up and it's like, you know, oh, the last thing I want to do is go to the gym in the morning because I'm just kind of achy. And then by the afternoon when I get going, I've got all the work stuff going and all of a sudden I look up and it's 5.30 and the kids are home from school. Now I can't really go to the gym or go out for a run. And, you know, the theory of habit. So how does someone really get get to that step where they're going to do it. I mean, I think what you said up front is is great, but I'm living this and it's hard. It has become part of your identity, right? It, it is it is hard unless it's ingrained in your identity. And I know, you know, plenty of people who are in your, you know, very, in the exact same circumstance you are, like a, a good friend of mine, Jamie Tardy, who also has done very well in business, like she's implementing all these habits into her life and she has two kids and, you know, a very successful business. And we, there's, there's always going to be an excuse not to do things. And so what you have to do is you have to put it into your identity. You have to literally become the kind of person that makes time to do these actions. And it's it's as simple as that. As you just decide, you open up an Excel spreadsheet, you write down, you know, today's date through the next three months and to implement that habit. And then every day you you have a little section that goes, did I exercise today? And you can just write yes. Did I, you know, eat clean, eat the way, did I eat for energy and fuel versus emotion? Yes. And there's no magic pill, right? Like I can't brainwash you. I mean, I do some hypnosis, but there's only so much I can do in shifting your paradigm into making sure that you only make these healthy decisions and that you don't veer off it. It has to be, it has to be a habit you create and the habits are only created through sustained action every single day. And that only happens when you make it a part of your identity. So you need to ask yourself, am I the kind of person who takes care of myself and is making decisions that are going to make me feel better and live longer, perform better, or am I the kind of person that's going to be lazy? And am I the kind of person that's going to take the easy way out? And that may sound harsh to some people, but it's literally when you have to ask yourself that question every single day before you make any decision that's health related, then every day you're saying yes or no to the kind of person you want to be. And when you ask those questions, it just makes it that much harder to make the bad decision. Well, and I think, you know, it's hard, too, because, uh, you know, entrepreneurs are the last people who you'd label as lazy. But so many of them make the wrong decision when it comes to exercise and nutrition. And then there's that new bottle of wine that you just opened. And, you know, it won't last the second day. So you probably should finish off that last glass. You know, it, it is hard. And I think it's asking, you know, well, how do you want to feel? What do you want to look like? What's important to you, right? And so those, all those questions have to come into account. Like if you don't care about uh, having a six pack, then you obviously won't eat as clean as I eat. You won't exercise as much as I eat or exercise as much as I do. Uh, if you, but if you want more, tons more energy, if you want to just feel better, if you want to be smarter, there's a ton of research linked to exercise and the blood flow that it, it uh creates and moves throughout your entire body up to your brain. It also uh, increases neurotrophic factor, which allows our brain to actually repair brain cells and actually create new brain cells. So it literally makes us smarter. So it's about educating yourself and just asking yourself, do I, do I want to make these decisions that are going to make me smarter, going to make me more energetic, and are going to make me a happier person? Or do you want to make these decisions, which I know right now they give me that, that satisfaction, but down the you know down the road or even an hour from now 
I'm going to be regretting. So do you think it's a smart idea for an entrepreneur to hire either a fitness coach or a trainer at the gym or someone to sort of be their accountability partner I would when, say when it a, comes to fitness? I would say uh, a coach until it becomes a habit. If you can create all, all the habits for yourself, then great. But I think that you should definitely like you need to get the right knowledge. You need to know what to do and you need to create these habits. The same thing. I believe people should get business coaches because if you haven't been there before, how do you know? You know, why wouldn't you want to get on the fast track to success? Same thing goes for, you know, creating abundant health. Like someone spent their spent their whole life really dedicating it to this field. So go take their knowledge. Go spend three months of your life, three months, you know, go spend a few thousand dollars, whatever it is, and make sure that you can spend the rest of your life living with abundant energy and the body you want and with the emotions you want to experience. We could talk about you and we probably could do a whole, you know, two hour podcast just on the importance of fitness for entrepreneurs. Cause I mean, I have all these questions and we're already almost at a half hour. So, you know, we could talk about you and what you do probably forever. However, I think some of the best entrepreneurs are really observers. So who are you watching out there? Who do you see doing something that's cool? You know, I've studied a lot of the nutrition exercise in the past. And so right now I'm really focusing on learning everything I can about uh, positive psychology and creating flow states. And so um, Stephen Kotler, of course, is the guy out there who's kind of leading the charge with his book, The Rise of Superman. Um, I've done a lot of my own research. Like I said, I did some in college. I don't know if I said that or this was before the interview. But uh, and so I've been looking at a lot of what he does. Uh, I look at what uh, Mihile, I can never say his name correctly, but he's the uh, the guy who came up with the, the word flow. Um, he is a psychologist who was looking for the the search for life's meaning. Essentially, he was looking for the meaning of life, and he stumbled upon it's it's these flow states. And so, those are kind of people that I'm researching, looking a lot into. Uh, Dan Lerner is a guy who uh, is doing a lot of research in positive psychology. He's doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm really I'm really focused on the. Uh, the ability to increase performance. Uh, even here in University of Texas, uh, Art Markman is doing a lot of cool stuff looking at the research behind uh, habit forming and how we can make the healthiest habits easiest. And all that stuff uh, plays into your performance. So I'm, I'm definitely delving into all of these psychologists and these neuroscientists and finding out how I can apply it to my own life and give it to my clients as well. So it's interesting you bring up Art Markman. I know Art and he is a very, very nice guy too. He's very willing to share sort of his thoughts and he's actually helped me with some things that I'm working on for some of the stuff I do as the conference catalyst, being a person who brings people together at events. And so I sat and had coffee with him and he gave me some really good ideas. So I, I, I second that one on Art because of everybody you listed, he's the one I know and he is doing great things over at UT. Yeah. So, Brandon, how is it that you give back to the greater good? Because, you know, you're young and you're, you're out there and you're seeing a lot of things. But, you know, entrepreneurs who give back really impact more than just their own company. What do you do? Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, I do everything from like Special Olympics coaching to, uh, you know, volunteering when I can. I was just volunteering on uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, I also think that the biggest thing that I contribute is through my podcast. Right. And I'm just in open book. And so I try to do everything I can to empower entrepreneurs with the tools I need to really enjoy the process of being an entrepreneur and living their healthiest and happiest life. And that's really my mission. So every day I sit down, I try to figure out how can I make things better? How can I improve people's performance? How can I make them healthier, happier? And that's really my mission. 
And uh, I think I do a good job trying to uh, supply everyone who's a part of my community through uh, through the blog posts I give them, through the podcast. And it's a, it's a daily journey of uh, constantly trying to improve my knowledge so I can get it to, to my people. Well, your podcast is great and you do share a lot of good information. So I'm really glad that your path and my path have crossed. And now that we've accidentally discovered that we live in the same city, maybe we'll have to go, you know, have a meal together or a cup of coffee or or a beer or something like that and get to know you a little bit better. Absolutely, man. Look forward to it. So Brandon, if people want to know more about you and they want to find your podcast and, and find out how to reach you, how, how, how would one go about finding Brandon? Yeah, they can go to my website, entrepreneurfitness.com. And they can also check out my podcast, which is the Entrepreneur Fitness Podcast. Both of those places are a great way to uh, connect with me and learn a little bit more about what I'm doing. Brandon, you're doing great things and you have a lot of enthusiasm. And that's something that uh, I think all entrepreneurs have to have. And I think people who sometimes feel like they're stuck in their job, I think that's what they're lacking is that that spark, that joy of life. And just in the time we talked before we started recording and certainly what we shared with everybody who's listening, you really do have a passion for everything that you're you're up to in the world and you know you're going to contribute a lot of great things over the next 70 years i imagine so i would like to say thank you for being a guest on cool things entrepreneurs do thank you for having me tom it's been a pleasure and for everybody who listened thanks again for joining in i appreciate everyone who who listens to these episodes send out a tweet if you liked this episode let brandon know you heard him here on cool things also if you like the show do me a favor go on over to itunes or to stitcher and leave a review you know four stars five stars just saying hey it's a good show it really matters for a young show because it helps you appear in the rankings and i don't do this for the rankings but when you're ranked people stumble upon the show and then they can tune in and it's the way the audience grows and thus the community grows so if you like the show just it takes like 90 seconds and i will be forever grateful that you did that and uh, I would love to be forever grateful so go ahead and do that in the meantime I encourage everybody to go out there and have a great day thank you for being part of the cool things entrepreneurs do podcast without your participation and listening to these conversations there is no show connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger this podcast was produced in part by podfly.net podfly passion for great sounding podcasts this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com <laughs>